Okay, this artist I'm about to bring in, he is nominated for multiple Stella Grammy and NAACP awards. He changed the way we praise in the morning with his hit single, The Presence of the Lord and I Will Bless the Lord. It's the one and only, the Prince of Praise, Byron Cage. Good morning, Byron. Good morning, Brother D. How are you, sir? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm so happy that you're on the show right now, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be on. I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. Amen. Um, you got some great things coming on. I'm glad that you're back, um, you know, with, with new music. But uh, it's, it's still like you never left, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been really blessed, man, you know, with winning seven stellar awards and a Soul Train Award. And uh, during the career time when you're doing your, your music, you know, you, you know you want to impact people. You want people to be inspired. But for, for the Lord to take it for now, this is the 10th CD that, that's come out on me in the industry it's just um it's humbling it's humbling to know that people still want to hear me they still want my brand of praise and worship and uh, i think because i was at the very beginning of praise and worship and gospel music um it, it just just kind of resonated for people that that is what my niche you know really has been from day one because i literally uh, recorded dwell among us uh tw- 25 years ago and um wow. here we are 25 years later and and i'm still going strong thank god yeah, you, you know, it's so funny. Commission was just in town not too long ago in Philly, and um, I was uh, talking with them, and I was like, how they changed how a lot of young African-Americans, that, I was young at that time when they came out, and just like with you, I was young at that mm-hmm. time, you know, right. and how your music really helped us, how, you you know, it helped it helped us, you know, with worship, it helped us with, with, with praise, you know, to see somebody, you know, African-American doing that, you know, in that circle. You know, besides Don Moen and uh, Martha Menifee, I know with other you know, African-Americans, but someone who was like our age, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. And I, I remember hearing praise and worship in that form from my uh, from my mentor, Thomas Whitfield, used to do that before we really even knew what that was. And because he wow. was my mentor, you know, I became a student of praise and worship. And then, of course, um, West Angeles came out with a couple of projects called Saints and Praise with Patrick Henderson. I think that's where Judy Christie McAllister came out of as well uh, during that time. And then you had Carlton Pearson uh, yeah. do it with his uh, Azusa Street. He had his praise thing with Gary Oliver. Um, but, you know, they did a couple of records and that was it. And so I think the Lord has really gifted me and given me the opportunity to, to continue the praise and worship and continue to bring it to the industry and the masses. Because when I did Shabbat with Full Gospel Baptist Fellowship, I think that is really what started to turn it around for me. Even before Presence of the Lord is here, we know that that was a big song, but it really was Shabbat and yet praising on those Full Gospel records that I think began to really, really um, knit people's heart toward me as it pertains to praise and worship. How about that? How about that? You know, the one thing I thought we uh, uh, know about, notable about you to me is always that back when your, your songs hit in, in church, we would either open up with your songs and it, it taught black folk how to not only uh, worship, but worship with, with choreography dance, you know, with the front oh, of the yeah. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> a little step, a little step. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, instead of Instead of dancing by ourselves and running around the church, we start to get some choreographers in there for the... <laughs> That's it, absolutely. Getting our praise on. Before, before there was, a, what's that stuff that they, the people do now that dance at, at the studio that they do? I can't remember the name of it. But oh, the live yeah. Yeah, you know, and so I think that that's what we've... Uh, we, we did it probably innocently, didn't even realize what it was that we were doing. 
Yeah, you know it all starts in the church. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man, yeah, but um, but so thankful for what you've done. Um, and now you're here uh, with your new project, you know, uh, Isolation. And um, just tell us, like, where did this album come from? You know, uh, it's been seven years since I recorded Great and Mighty Is Our God, that Memoirs of a Worshipful album. And um, so I, I just asked God to give me music that would... Uh, be relevant music that would uh, come and touch the hearts of the people but in particular I, I noticed so many of my industry giants um, talking about battling depression anxiety suicidal thoughts and all that kind of stuff so I asked God to give me a song and that's the song he gave me called Isolation it's a song that I had to get like when I was by myself I was like about probably three or four in the morning and the Lord woke me up with those lyrics isolated by myself trusting you Lord you're my help you're ever present when I'm overwhelmed because in quiet times you give me peace and I've got joy because you lifted me. He began to give me words and just and as, as I began to cry out while I was writing the song, um, all by myself, I just said, God, thank you that you are a faithful God that knows exactly what we need and uh, that's what I want this album to be. I want it to be a time of reflection but also a time of inspiration to where when you listen to the up-tempo songs like uh, The Great I Am, which is the first track, uh, I got two real good, strong, churchy songs on there because I still uh, believe that we should always make sure we remember and service the African-American church well uh, with church music because there's still people that got organs and pianos and drums and tambourines and they still like to have old school church. So I want it to be diverse and just that, that anybody who picked it up would be able to receive something from it and uh, I was so happy that Jamil Kimbrough uh, who produces Todd Delaney's records as well as Alex Hill out of Jacksonville Florida I, I enlisted two young directors I mean producers this time to produce me and because uh, I wanted to get a, a, a more urban sound of some things and I wanted young people to be able to to gravitate it as well and I think that's really what the single was about oh how good it is the part that says makes me want to scream makes me want to shout makes me want to holler and throw up my hands it's, it's just uh, it's just what you said you said people like to be able to move and not just sit there they want to be able to do something when they're in praise and worship and um, I think that this CD uh, accomplishes that most definitely once, uh, once again we're talking with the one and only uh, Prince of Praise Byron Cage I always wanted to introduce you in <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my co-pastor, co-pastor Joanne Brownie, she said that during the presence of the Lord is here recording, when you listen to the introduction, she said he's the Prince of Praise, and Vicky McLaughlin loved that at the time, so she said, Byron, I'm going to brand this, we're going to brand this, you are the Prince of Praise, that's what everybody knows you for, and so... Wait a minute, I thought, I thought, I'm going to bite, I ain't going to cut you off, but I thought, well, I need a bite, I'm going to you that, somebody no. told me I need a bite, no. Uh, 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 <laughs> pastor, jo- pastor Joanne Brownie uh, from Ebenezer AME Church in Fort Washington, Maryland. She was the one that said it on the um, on the recording. When you listen to the introduction, she said, "It's the Prince of Praise and Worship Minister Byron Cage." When she did that intro, that's what uh, the Prince of Praise came from. That's who it came from. Oh man, that's that's ridiculous. I love that man. I was like, there's so much power in that. Was... <laughs> yes, yes, sir. <laughs> I, I just I just love it. So um, uh, you know, uh, transitioning, I see that you are also you have a new book out. Your author as well. And, you know, yeah. your new book, you know, uh, was, was I Do, The Marriage Between the Pastor and the Minister of Music. You got to you gotta let me know what that's about. I, I, have, to, I have to go get that today. <laughs> Bro, please go get it, man. What it is is I chronicle my 30 years of doing this full-time before I retired last year. I retired after 30 years of being a full-time minister of music. I haven't worked in corporate America in 30 years, only the church. And so I chronicle everything that I learned between uh, my serving of the late Bishop Eddie Long's church for 12 years. Uh, I was at Ebenezer for 17 of those years. And then I also served St. Paul 
for a few years in Richmond, and I served uh, New Mercy's Christian Church in Atlanta, Georgia, for four years before I just retired from doing uh, the minister of music portion. I still do choirs and still travel around doing concerts, but in the book, I really do tell people how uh, how we can get along in the pulpit and how we can uh, uh, maximize our worship experiences and understand what the hindrances are and, and how pastors need to be able to really communicate uh, completely uh, what their expectations are for musical people and musical people need to really understand that the vision of the house is given to a man given to a pastor and a lot of times we may think that we want to you know bring bring some strawberries in there well if the house is not talking about strawberries right now pastors into blueberries you know you got to try to do everything to follow vision and allow god's people to receive purpose you know as they are uh, coming into the worship experience and um, i just talk about hindrances and how to overcome different things and i'm just brutally honest with pastors in the book as well you know because a lot of times uh, pastors you know think musicians are, are rebellious and, and a lot of times musicians aren't clear because it's not clear instruction you know um so it, it's one of those books i think that we really need right now and i'm yeah. just looking forward to you know god's people are receiving it and reading the book and me going around doing workshops about it and um, just having a great time man in 2020 as we're getting ready to go into a brand new decade yeah, and how about that? And we we the dawn of a brand new decade. And um, just to say, you know, to your book, uh, you know, from the outline you just gave me, like I, I think that is so true. Um, just finished talking about that on the show. We, it's like we we don't want to just effectively communicate. We want to say, well, you know, I let God handle them. And God's like, no, I called you guys to talk. You know, then you come to me. You know, that's exactly right. And, yeah, and and I, I'm just like I, I would love for pastors and and for laity to know that hey we have we have to flow together we have to flow together and um but that's that is awesome I have to get that book because we we read books on the on the, on our show as well we got this got to be our next book oh good <laughs> I appreciate it man they can they can get it right on Amazon um, or if people they want to get it directly from me I can autograph a copy and mail it to you if you just send me a cash app. For uh, fifteen dollars to just a uh, dollar sound by cage, and I'll send it directly to you with a with an autograph on it. So, um, but I'm just excited because after all of these years, you know, um, I now I knew that when I retired, I wanted to write books. I knew I wanted to write uh, treatments for reality shows and do some other things that I believe God has gifted me to do. So that's what I've been doing, man. I've been trying to stay busy you know, in the midst of riding my motorcycle and and uh, doing all of that good stuff, playing golf when I want to. And just kind of relaxing and chilling, but you know the retired life is actually kind of very boring, uh, kind of boring <laughs> when you're used to being so busy all the time. So, but I'm learning it. So I'm learning. And you and you and uh, Fred Hammond with these motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, gotta have them. Gotta have them. Oh man, hey, look, more power to you. You know that's where your heart is. Hey, you know, ride free, bro. Yes, but, sir. Um, you know, I, I just thank you so much. I know you're busy, but, you know, taking time out, you know, just to, uh, to come on the show and just really give us some um, information about this. And um, I'm going to definitely keep spending this music, man. We love it. Appreciate <laughs> and, it, man. Thank and you. And this is going to be our next book that we go over. Right now, we're going on over one by Joseph Prince uh, right now, but this is going to be our next book. So thank you for the, uh, all your Instagram lives you like to do, because I chime in with you once in a while. Oh, so, good, um, good. You got blessed. Hey everybody, this is Byron Cage and you are listening to Praise Hallelujah Radio Show with my brother, Brother D and Sister A. Keep it right here for the very best in gospel music.